Hello out there, everyone, and welcome to another and the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle. I am your host. How's everybody doing out there? Couple days into 2019, I hope everybody's sticking to those resolutions you've made. Wanting to be a better person, lose some weight, hit the gym, whatever it may be. But you know, I was crossing the internet the other day, just scanning, looking, just wanting to see what's going on in the world of sports. And I came across this one article, and it said, in this week's NFL divisional round, which QB needs to win a Super Bowl the most? Meaning, out of all the quarterbacks that are left, which QB needs to win the Super Bowl the most? And I thought about that. And I was like, out of all the guys, there are some names. I mean, this is upcoming weekend. Now, what I want to do is I'm going to briefly tell you why I think the QB should or should not need a Super Bowl and who's going to win the game. So coming up, we're going to have the Indianapolis Colts playing at the Kansas City Chiefs. Quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts is Andrew Luck. Now, Andrew Luck is a former number one overall pick in the draft as a quarterback, and that provides some pressure in that it means you're supposed to win the Super Bowl. Now, he was that dude, and then he had a serious injury to his shoulder, and he missed some time. Now, this season, he had a great season. He proved he's back to full health, and he's the old Andrew Luck. Now, his career trajectory would trend, not that he's not trending to elite, but we're talking like the creme de la creme if he were to win the Super Bowl. Because he was supposed to be that dude. Now, if he wins the Super Bowl the first year back, he goes back to not only being that dude, but being that and then some. But, although he's 30, he's still young in his career, and he still has years to go. So, I'm not going to say it's him. And he's going up against... Patrick Mahomes. Now, for Patrick Mahomes, boy, let me tell you something. If he were to win, if this boy, if, put caps on that, if this boy would have won the Super Bowl, it would cap off the best individual season for a quarterback ever. We're talking 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns, and a Super Bowl ring As a first-year starter? Come on, man. But, like I said, a first-year starter, he's a young pup. He has his whole career to get there. So I'm not going to say that Mahomes needs to win a Super Bowl. But in this game, at first I said, look, I think the Chiefs being at home, although the weather's going to be cold, these guys are going to take it to them, and they're going to run up and down the field. Now I'm hearing weather reports that it's going to be snowing maybe five to six inches. Now, I know the Colts are a dome team, but they're built for the weather. They have a good offensive line drafted Quentin Nelson out of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. They have a good defensive line, a good rookie linebacker. That's just tackling anything that's not wearing his color that's moving. And they got a running back who's hot right now, who's been statistically amongst the top backs in the league in the second half of the season. And you know what? A run game travels. A defense travels. 
And if we all know Kansas City, that defense could be suspect. In this game, I'm flipping my pick. I'm going with, with, with Mr. Luck. I think the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs are not gonna have enough defense when they're gonna need to get a big time stop. And they could score the points, but if they can't get the stop when they need it, I think that what's gonna happen is it's gonna be one of those games where a late touchdown late by the Colts secures their victory. Now, another game on Saturday that's going to be taking place, and back to our conversation of which quarterback needs to win the Super Bowl the most, we have the Dallas Cowboys, and they'll be playing in L.A. against the Rams. Now, starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys is Dak Prescott. Now, look, we all understand that playing quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, it provides and brings its own type of pressure. I mean, it's like playing football at Alabama. It's like playing college basketball at Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina, Kansas, those type of schools. It's like playing for the Boston Celtics or the Los Angeles Lakers. It doesn't matter if you're good or not. People in that state will always care. So the fact that now they're good and they're in the playoffs, he's expected to produce big time. Now, look, Dak... With the solid run game of Ezekiel Elliott, that phenomenal defense that they have, a game really hasn't been put on his shoulders where he's been told, look, you need to go out there and pass for three, 400 yards or we're not winning this game. But winning the Super Bowl this year would, I can't front, if he did that, it would solidify him as a big game winner and not a game manager. And what I mean by that is a big game winner is a quarterback where when the game and the lights are real bright and the stage is real big, he could get it done. And a game manager is a guy that's just, look, here are the keys to the Ferrari. Don't scratch the car. You want him to be able to roam free and play his game and do what he does. But another thing we got to keep in perspective here. It's hard to win the Super Bowl your first trip going to the playoffs. And this is what Mr. Prescott is experiencing. So, no, I don't think he needs to win the Super Bowl the most for um, him to solidify anything in his career. But he is going up against Jared Goff in the L.A. Rams. And like I said about Andrew Luck, Goff is a former number one overall pick. And the pressure to win is clear and evident for him, especially this season. Because they started off as a team with a great start. Walking up and down the field at will on everybody. The defense did just enough so that these guys could store, score the points that you know they're going to put up to win every game. But they had a slow finish to the season. Todd Gurley, they say he's ready to play in this game. But he's suffered an injury. And that hampered that offense because a lot of what the Rams did was zone outside running, having these guys, and I say these guys, the linebackers on the defense running left to right. And when they play action off of that, now you're hitting that quick pass right behind the linebacker, 15, 20, maybe an 80-yard bomb, something like that. But without the threat of Gurley in that run game, that play action was ineffective. Now, last year... They played in the divisional round, and surprisingly, at home, they lost to the Atlanta Falcons. But 
It was their first year in, and the Falcons were a veteran-tested team, having coming off that overtime loss to in the Super Bowl to the Patriots. Now, if they were to lose to the Cowboys, now we're talking about ratcheting it up, that pressure to, although Goff had a great season, is he a regular season quarterback or is he a playoff quarterback that could get the job done? He needs a chip. Jared Goff needs a Super Bowl, but not the most out of all the quarterbacks that are playing. Now, let's go. Now, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you who I thought was going to win this game. Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. It's going to come down to this. I think this game is going to be harder than expected for the Rams because they allow 5.1 yards per rush, which is most allowed by any defense in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys with the leading rusher and probably one of the top two, if not the best, you could argue him or Gurley are the best running backs in the league right now. Is leading that rushing attack against this defense. If Zeke can establish the run game early and allow Dak Prescott to not be forced to make plays on third and five and longer and convert on maybe third and fives or shorter or maybe third and seven at the most, this could be a dangerous game for the Rams. It really could. Because you look at that Dallas defense from, from all three levels. You got the, the Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive line. He's a great pass rusher. These guys want to pass. You guys want to pass. They got the pass rushers. You got the tackling Dutchman and and, and Von. I forget his name. But number he, he's the, the 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 Dutch rookie that they drafted out of. Um, oh my God, I forgot where he drafted out of. But you also have another linebacker in, in Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame. That's a guy that you got to be wary of. And then you also got to figure that secondary. They have pro bowlers in that secondary. So, I mean, this is a team where you can't sit there and say, oh, this is a game that you're going to take lightly. No. This is a game that they have to, and I'm talking about the Rams, they need to be careful of. Because, you know, when you look at this game, this is a game where all of a sudden it's the fourth quarter. The defense is really, really, really something that they're having a problem with. And all of a sudden, they can't move the ball. Oh, God, what are we going to do? You don't want that to happen. But who do I think will win? I think, like I said, it's hard for teams to win like the first time in the Super Bowl. So I'm going to go with the um, L.A. Rams because I feel that they have the experience they need the experience. And, you know, although it's terrible of me to forget his name, um, his name is Leighton Vander Esch, the tackling Dutchman. So although Sean Lee, veteran linebackers to get the start, expect to see a lot of Leighton Vander Esch. But I think, you know, the uh, the Rams at home will be able to get this job done. A tighter game than you think, but they'll be able to get this job done. Now, in this next game, we're going to talk about the Sunday games now. In one of the Sunday games, you have the Philadelphia Eagles against the um, New Orleans Saints. This is a game where Nick Foles in Philadelphia, they call him Philadelphia after last year, he got a ring. You're looking at Drew Brees, quarterback out of uh, New Orleans. He's going to the Hall of Fame, and he got a ring. So neither one of these guys need a ring the most. 
But I will say this. Drew Brees has won, but if he were to qualify and make the Super Bowl this year, he would be 40 years old. Now, 40 isn't what it used to be, but in saying that, he probably doesn't have that many more rides in the circus, so to speak. So this might be his last appearance in the Super Bowl if he makes it. And this might be his best shot to make the Super Bowl. I mean, you got Ingram and Kamara in the backfield. You got one of the top receivers, Michael Thomas. You got a defense who is pressurizing and playing really good defense this year. So for Drew Brees, personally, for him, he's probably thinking, this might be my last round on the rodeo. Let's see what happens. Now, in this game between Philadelphia and uh, New Orleans, it's tough. And this is why it's tough. New Orleans spanked the Eagles early on in the season in Philadelphia. Philadelphia is remembering that. Now, I understand the secondary of the Eagles is weak and the strength of the Saints is their pass game. But let me tell you something, man. When Nick Foles is on the field and Philadelphia is calling signals, man, it almost feels like that team has that magic back that we could do it because Nick's back there. And I'm not disrespecting Carson Wentz. He's a great quarterback and he's talented, but Foles has done it. And this team knows Foles could do it. So they might just play a little bit harder knowing everybody's saying we can't win. Everybody's saying we can't do it. Ah, we heard that last year when we were playing in the Super Bowl. We can't beat the Patriots. Who are we to beat the Patriots? And they did it. And this is the same situation that they're playing on the road against the team everybody feels like they can't beat. Don't sleep on that that Eagles defensive line and that pressure. What makes a good secondary? A good de- a better defensive line. Because if the quarterback doesn't have time to pass, he's not going to sit there and, and be able to expose that secondary. I mean, you, we all know how New Orleans plays in that dome. I mean, they could be a 500 team away from the dome, but in the dome, they're one of the most explosive teams you've ever seen. This game is going to be tight. This game might be one of those team that has the ball last wins. But I'm going to go with the Hall of Fame quarterback in Drew Brees, trusting that he's going to be able to make the plays and get the job done. And I think New Orleans is going to beat Philadelphia. But I do say this. If Philadelphia wins, they'd be my favorite to make the Super Bowl because they got that mojo. And you know I don't like the Eagles, but I got to call it how I see it. Now, for me, the game of the weekend is going to be the Los Angeles Chargers against the New England Patriots in New England. Now, Brady, does he need a ring? (laughs) Right? He has five rings moving right along. So we're talking about Phillip Rivers. Take a break. Let's talk about Phillip Rivers now. He was drafted in the same draft class as Eli Manning, two-time Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl MVP. Same draft class as Ben Roethlisberger, appeared in three Super Bowls, won two of them. Was drafted and traded to the Chargers. And who was he traded for? 
Drew Brees, and Drew Brees was traded to New Orleans. Drew Brees suffered a catastrophic shoulder injury at a Pro Bowl in which many thought he would never come back and be the same. I guess whoever did that surgery, probably not working considering the career that Drew Brees has had. But saying that, Phillip Rivers was was supposed to be the incumbent, supposed to be that dude, the guy that's supposed to take the Chargers to the next level. I mean, Phillip Rivers is a Hall of Famer. He is a great quarterback. He has heart, passion, strong arm, delivery, veteran, big plays. But look, to finish out a Hall of Fame career, it would be great to have a Super Bowl ring. And I'm not saying he's not a Hall of Famer if he doesn't have one, but let me tell you something. Why do we play sports? In the, in the words of the great Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. Hello? And I think Phillip Rivers, out of all the quarterbacks that I've mentioned, is the quarterback that needs a Super Bowl the most. Because similar to Drew Brees, he's up there in age, and who knows how many times if he he get to the Super Bowl, and if he does make it to the Super Bowl, it will be his first. He's made it to the AFC Championship game once. So by beating Brady in Foxborough, this would be his second appearance in the AFC title game. Okay? So I think out of all the quarterbacks, Rivers is the guy that needs it the most. Now, my pick for this game is going to be cold. It's going to be 20 degrees. You have a West Coast team, San Diego. Hey, dude, let's go out on the beach. Hey, dude, let's just go out and lay out in the sun. Nah, you ain't laying out in no sun this weekend. You can lay out, but it better be underneath the sheets with a comforter on. That's what you better be doing because it's going to be 20 degrees, traveling from the west to the east. That's a lot. But you know what? I'll think about it. I don't know if that's such a big deal anymore because so many teams do it throughout the course of a season that if there's a routine that if you get into, your players will be adjusted. And let's not forget, last week, the Chargers did come east and played in Baltimore. And a lot of these kids that come from big-time programs, they're flying across the country. So they're used to the time zone change. Look at teams like USC. They're flying across the country. Teams that, that like Notre Dame, they're flying across the country. Bama's flying across the country. So, I mean, look, a lot of these kids are used to it. I don't think it's a bigger deal as people make it out to be. I think the weather will play a factor because I think cold weather, that's just you got to find out which team adjusts to it the fastest. But when I look at the Patriots and I look at the Chargers, the Chargers with Derwin James on that defense, Joey Bosa on that defense, that dynamic pass rush that they have, Keenan Allen receiving the balls, Michael Williams receiving the balls, I mean, Antonio Gates, I know it's not the Antonio Gates of old, but he can still get busy. You got Melvin Gordon back there. As a, there's a lot that, you know, the Chargers got going on right now, and they look like that team that just might could pull this off. And why do I say that? This Patriot team, to me, does not look like the old Patriot team of old where it's like offensively, Gronk does not look like himself. 
I'm not saying he's coasting or this out there collecting a check physically. I think the, the the attrition, playing all these games, the injuries, it's caught up to him. Father time is undefeated. I mean, who's the number one receiver on that team? I know it's Brady, but is that line going to be able to withstand the pass rush? And we know Brady, the pressure has to come up the middle. If the pressure could get up the middle and make him get off his spot, make him have to move, we'll see. Because then the game is going to be switched from Gronk and that pass game going to the middle and to the deep outside to those running backs that get two, three yards on first down. Then maybe get a five-yard pass into the flat and make it a nice little juicy third and three where now the whole entire playbook is open. You're going to have to watch for that too. But in saying that, I think the Chargers had the defense and the athletes that are capable of handling that. And I think Rivers, if he doesn't make the big mistake, doesn't make the big pass, and goes in there and just grips it and rips it, I think he could come out with the win. And not only do I think he could come out with the win, I believe he can make it to the Super Bowl. But he has to win this weekend first to make that happen. So for me, the winners that are going to move forward this weekend will be the Colts, the Rams, the Chargers, and the Saints. Now, as we come to the end of this episode, I want to give you my positive quote. And my positive quote is, never regret a day in your life. Good days give you happiness and bad days give you experience. Never regret a day in your life. Good days give you happiness, and bad days give you experience. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.